we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. The phone number to call in if you'd like to be a part of the program today is 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. A lot to get to today. Uh, Man, just first of all, uh, to catch you up on what happened on Tuesday when I had to do the program from my truck outside the Texas State Board of Education uh, where they were having this hearing to consider putting all of this woke leftism into Texas uh, school books for kids to learn how to hate each other and hate uh, themselves and hate their country. And uh, we had an outpouring of uh, support from across the state to come in and and defeat that. And uh, the good news is we won. Uh, So after 12 hours, 12 hours, I mean, I don't think there's anything I do for 12 hours. This was crazy. Uh, but got there early in the morning there till late at night. And, um, you know, kudos to the to the moms, the mama bears that came in from all over the all over the state, the organizations that were a part of it, Texas Values, Patriot Mobile, um, Moms for Liberty. There were so many groups there. I, I can't remember them all, but I'm just so thankful for all of them that participated in this process. And, and so I'll be catching you up a little bit on that. And then, of course, we're going to talk about uh, this uh, this dangerous, dangerous extremist rhetoric coming out of the White House right now, trying to divide America even further and essentially, um, I think, trying to, to, to spur the nation into violence. I mean, this, these are these are horrible things being said by the president, by his press secretary, by others. I, I'm I'm honestly, I mean, it, I have never seen anything like this in my lifetime. I I I don't think you can read about it in American history in the last you know um, 80 years. Uh, if you go back to the Civil War, absolutely, you can you can see this kind of stuff. But man, this is this is such a sad and dangerous road that the uh, that the White House has decided to take. So we'll talk a little bit about that, how to respond to it, uh, what it really means. And, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, just some of the other headlines and some of the things I just didn't get to do on Tuesday because of, of being out of pocket, and we'll try to get to some of those headlines as well. But uh, definitely, uh, al- as always, want to be able to uh, allow you to be a part of the program because, hey, we're here for you as well. And I know you have thoughts about these things, and, and, and I so appreciate the people that call in and share, uh, including the ones that disagree with me. I actually enjoy those phone calls. So whether you got a comment or question or an insult or, or, or whatever you got, call in 888 so let's get to it. So yesterday, I'm sorry, day before yesterday, I had um, ended up at, at the State Board of Education, really kind of a last minute thing. So just a few days ago, found out, um, I guess maybe six days ago, found out that my legislation, that really my signature legislation, the thing I'm most proud of from my time in the, in the legislature here in Texas, that created Celebrate Freedom Week, the whole purpose of which was to, to get back to basics, to start teaching kids civics again, to actually study the Constitution and the Declaration, not just one time, uh, but every year, so that you spiral that, so that you you really embed those principles and, and do it in such a way that they actually read the founding documents. So they're reading the actual documents, they're reciting the actual words of the Declaration, um, and so that they're understanding what it means to be an American. I mean, this was 20 years ago that I passed this legislation, but we were already starting to see cultural Marxism seep into our education system. That was the whole purpose of it. 
at any rate, found out that was on the chopping block, that, that the State Board of Education was considering um, changes to it, potentially not going to do it anymore, and which they wouldn't have been able to do by law anyway because we passed it um, as a as literally an education law in in Texas, so they, they have to do it. But believe me, folks, bureaucrats always find ways around the law. They always find ways to get their agenda moved forward. And unfortunately, the left is better at this game than we are. They they have been scratching and clawing, being a, a, aggressive and a, uh, going on the offense for 80 years. And and unfortunately, we're seeing the result of it. That's the reason the American culture is crumbling. They're getting what they wanted, which is to tear down the institutions, tear down uh, the values and the principles that made America great. <clears throat> and the only way we're going to stop that is if we start playing ball as well. We've got to get off the sidelines, get in, on the field, and we've got to learn how to play aggressively. Uh, being aggressive does not mean that you have to be rude or, or, or hateful or any of those things. It means you play ball. It means you get in there and you and you're aggressive. I mean, my goodness, I coached a lot of a lot of baseball in 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 previous years, and and that was a big part of what you had to teach kids to do. You can't be passive when you're up to bat. You've got to be aggressive. You've got to be looking for that pitch that you want. You've got to aggressively go after. You can't sit back and wait until it's almost there to make your decision. And anyway, so that that uh, I, I just feel like our side is so passive and so afraid and so timid and so. Uh, just oh, I don't want to offend anybody, and I want to I want to make sure I'm embracing everybody. And and they've bought this lie that, that that Christian love means that 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 you never fight, that you never stand up for truth, that Christian love is somehow just petting lambs all day, uh, and and they forget that Jesus was not only the lamb but the lion, and that he absolutely was aggressive when necessary. And uh, and so if you're gonna you know what would Jesus do, and you're gonna be like Jesus, then uh, you know if you're gonna do what Jesus said, he said go buy a sword. By the way. Uh, if you're going to do what Jesus said and do what Jesus did, it means discernment. It means knowing the right time uh, to, to speak in love and knowing the right time to, to, to aggressively stand for truth. And I just, I, I'm really frustrated with our side not having that discernment, not knowing when to step up and be aggressive and when to uh, engage. But at any rate, there were enough mama bears that showed up, not enough papa bears, by the way. All the guys out there. Get engaged. Stop sitting on the sidelines. You need to be in this fight with your wife and uh, and for your family, and especially when it comes to all this transgender, gender fluidity stuff. I, I'm so sick and tired of, of men not stepping up and saying no to this insanity, this anti-biblical, anti-science, anti-biology, hateful, evil uh, ideology that is tearing our kids apart and creating mayhem in our medical community, in our churches, in our education system. Come on, guys, let's stand up and say no to this. Enough is enough. We've let them march this evil across our nation uh, as far as as, uh, as as we can handle without the whole thing falling apart. So everybody needs to be standing up. But I'm very thankful for the groups that did stand up. The way this works is pretty simple. Uh, it's not complicated. The, the, the way it works in Texas, and, and a lot of other states do this as well, we have a state board of education, and, the, and they they set the what we call the TEKS, the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills, and it's basically the the goal. Here's what a diploma in Texas means. If you if you go through the social studies uh, classes from kindergarten through twelfth grade, these are the things that you'll learn. Here's the things you learn at this level and at this level. So the so the state board sets all of this. It adopts this this policy of what will be taught in science and social studies and math and all these things. And every ten or twelve years, they review those essential knowledge and skills. And, and they typically just make a few changes, update a few things. And for social studies, that's really what it should be, is just adding the last few years of history 
uh, making sure you didn't have anything in there that was inaccurate. And and what they attempted to do with this rewrite was was come in with they had all these woke. They call them working groups. They were really woke groups with all these PhDs and and experts, quote unquote experts in gender studies and ethnic studies and all of this and insanity. And they wanted these people to be able to modify our social study standards and insert all of this woke ideology and critical race theory. They're not calling it critical race theory, but if the outcome of of the class, if it's all focused on race, if everything's seen through the prism of race, that is critical race theory. That is exactly what they want everybody to do. And so they had these ridiculous uh, rewrites of our social studies uh, courses. And thankfully, Texas Values and some other groups caught on to this. We're, we're watching this and brought it to our attention and, and got enough. We got a ton of people there, and and um, and, and it was an all-day thing, 12 hours, most of which was testimony from uh, the opposition. And, and here's where, I mean, our side does not play this game well. The other side manipulates that process. And I shouldn't even say manipulate. They work the process. I mean, it's there to be worked. And they worked it so well. Um, that they almost got it through, and we barely, I think, it was it was very, very close. In fact, the Democrats walked the vote. What I mean by that is when it came time to actually vote on whether to adopt these social studies woke leftist standards or punt and say, no, we're going to put this off and we're going to redo this whole thing, uh, when it came time to do the actual vote, uh, the leftists walked. They didn't stay in and vote. The Democrats all left the room, which is what they do, right? When they're not going to win— they run away. That's what they've always done. That's not, not just, I don't mean just last year here in Texas when they got on their private jets and had their Miller Lite and didn't wear masks and they flew off to D.C. and 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 ran away they, because of what they were doing was they were breaking quorum. What that means is if you've got, you know, in our case in Texas, 150 uh, state reps and, and 31 senators and you get enough of one of those two legislative bodies to skip town or hide away and not be on the floor, you don't have enough members to conduct business. There's a requirement that for quorum uh, that you have to have a certain number and it's different in different states. And so what the Democrats have done here in Texas is anytime that they're losing, they run away. So they did that last summer um, with the with the voter integrity bills, which we were all we were trying to do and did do was was add some some uh, security to the voting system so that everybody that wants to vote that's legal can vote. Absolutely. We want that. And we encourage that. And and uh, anybody that's not legal or that's trying to vote twice is not allowed to do so. Seems pretty simple. Seems like something everybody would agree on. But Democrats don't agree on that. Because they want a system that's easy to cheat. That's just the, that's how it is. They're always pushing for easy to cheat systems, and uh, and so anyway, they ran away off to D.C. And <laughs> the funny thing was, they showed all their pictures on social media without wearing their masks, and then they all got COVID in uh, in D.C. when they were running around. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, anyway, so they but they've been doing that forever. They did that back in 2000, uh, two thousand. I'm sorry, two thousand and three. Whenever we had redistricting in Texas, and they ran off and hid in Oklahoma. They they literally hid out at a, in a hotel across the border so the Texas Department of Public Safety could not go in. They had the authority to go arrest these legislators and make them come back and get their job done. And then you go all the way back to the 1870s, the Democrats. Um, it's always racial issues for them. It's always about race. They've always been the, the party of racism. They've always been the racist. Um, and and in, in the 1870s, they were the racists that were that, that had fought for, an, um, you know, fought a civil war over trying to keep slavery. They, the Democrats are the ones that wanted slavery and tried to keep slavery. The Democrats are the ones that did the white only primaries that did all of the racist voting laws and, and everything. And so in the 1870s, they were they were killing people. They were killing Blacks that wanted to vote and white Republicans that wanted to help blacks vote. So of the 4,900 lynchings in the South, about 25% of them were whites. They were white Republicans. 
And 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 so the KKK was literally lynching and killing people. And so the, the state said, we got to have a state police that can that can counteract these racist Democrat KKK people that are killing people. And we got to be able to protect blacks that are that are trying to vote. And so when that legislation came up, what the Democrats do, they broke quorum. They went and hid in an office to try to keep the vote from happening. And thankfully, the uh, the Senate president sent the sergeant at arms who had to couldn't get through the door to this Senate office. So he dove through the window. Yes, he dove through the outside window, rolled up into the room and said, all right, boys, got to get back to work. They arrested these senators. A bunch of them spent three weeks in jail and they took just enough to the Senate floor to, to get a quorum. And they pushed through that uh, voter integrity, voter protection law that kept racist Democrats from from preventing blacks and intimidating blacks from from voting. And it's been the same story throughout you know the last hundred years. They're always about creating racism and and trying to break quorum and not respecting the rule of law, which will lead into our story when we come back from the break in a second, where Biden is actually saying that 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 Republicans are the ones that don't respect the rule of law. What a projection! What an absolute lie projecting the Democrat Party's position on these issues onto Republicans. Uh, at any rate, the Democrats on the State Board of Education all left the room trying to prevent a vote from taking place. And I don't think they did their math well because they might have won the vote. There's 15 members of the board. And we only had seven votes to put this thing off until we can have time to do it right. And uh, so it ended up, ended up being seven to two. And had the Democrats stayed in the room, they might have. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what their their math was all about. But at any rate, we won. So after 12 hours of fighting, 12 hours of uh, of trying to point out the hypocrisy and the racism and all of those things, uh, they finally decided to put this off. Now, that doesn't mean we've won long term. It just means that they put it off until they're saying two years from now. And the good news is we have five newly elected State Board of Education members that will be getting uh, sworn in in January. And these are conservatives that understand uh, founding formula, that understand the Constitution, the Declaration. So that hopefully means that we will get good standards on the social study rewrite as a result of putting this thing off. Now, don't think for a second you can rest. That's the problem with our side. We win a battle, we go home and think it's over. I guarantee you the left is still there scratching and clawing every step of the way because they believe in, in what they believe. They, they are passionate about what they believe in and they fight for what they believe in. And we've got to do the same thing. We've got to be willing to fight for what we believe in and got to be willing to stand firm and keep coming back to price of freedom eternal vigilance that means every day every week every month every year you keep coming back and standing firm and that's what we're all about here at afa at the core teaching and equipping and inspiring you to do exactly that i'm rick green america's constitution coach you're listening to afa at the core we'll be right back The borrower is the slave of the lender. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Prior to the passage of the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, over 80% of American families were debt-free. Today, however, over 80% of the American people are saddled with debt. I was asked recently what advice I could offer in the midst of the national tension we currently face. One of the things I said in response was to work toward getting completely out of debt. So much fruitfulness and faithfulness to God has been robbed from us due to the impact of crushing debt. One of the best things you can do for your family right now is to become debt-free. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner. 
or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, Public Policy Analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Our world has a disease of more, more money, more tech, more stuff. While it's incredibly ambitious to desire more out of our lives, for some, pursuing more can become a dangerous trap. There's one simple cure for the disease of more, gratitude. Gratitude allows space for reflection and pause in the hustle. It allows our bodies and minds to rest in the comfort of the present. Gratitude is the antidote for culture's call for more. If your daughter is pining after the newest technology or expresses a sudden desire to completely renovate her room again after seeing a new trend on Pinterest, challenge her to instead find 10 reasons she's grateful for the device or the room she has today. Chances are she'll come to realize she really doesn't need more. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to. Find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-45 Bible. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. The phone number 888-589-8840. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. We are talking about some of the Headlines uh, from the last couple of days, and frankly, just some of the embarrassing actions of our of our uh, White House, and in uh, in my case here in Texas, I uh, uh, wanted to share with you the victory at the State Board of Education. Now, again, when I say victory, it is a temporary victory, and frankly, there's some things they're going to vote on uh, potentially tomorrow where they left a little crack in the door where the left may be able to squeeze back in some of their some of their propaganda. So um, I am, uh, um, we will vigilantly be, is that a word? Vigilantly? <laughs> we will be watching carefully. And I know a lot of parents are going to be showing up again uh, tomorrow at that hearing to uh, prevent that from happening. So uh, more on that one later, but let's, uh, let's get to the phones. Caroline is our first caller of the day from Georgia. Caroline, thanks so much for calling in. What's your comment or question today? Hi. Um, well, First of all, I'd like to say that I'm really happy to hear about the school board situation in Texas. Um, it's a small win. Hopefully it continues. Um, but the reason I was calling in was I think that the press release was just another diversionary tactic to keep our um, minds on that instead of paying attention to what's going on in Panama. And the control and, of the Panama Canal, because that's world trade. It's a scary thing to me. 
Yeah, you know, I was I was trying to find my friend Josh Phillip over uh, uh, over at uh, the Epic Times did a story on this. Uh, I think it was about a month ago, and I was trying to find that just to get myself back up to speed on uh, on what's going on in Panama. But I I, I would say I, I agree with you in general that they do these kind of you know where you take the mirror and you you shine the on the on the ground and you get the cat to run over to this corner and then over to that corner and then over to this corner. I absolutely feel like they do that with us uh, as the American people constantly to stay away from the big stories like the border and like Panama and like uh, Taiwan and all these you know major major issues that are going to continue to affect our uh, price of, of uh, gasoline and everything everything else. Um, but I, I, I do. Are, are you bothered, Caroline, by the language? I mean, I've never heard anything like this from a president in my lifetime speak of the opposition the way that Biden does. Yes, because, well, and the thing that upsets me about it so much is that on one hand, he's saying, oh, well, we're going to give free money to specific ethnic, ethnic uh, people. And then on the other hand, he's saying, well, but look at all the MAGA people because they're the bad guys. Yeah. But how does he know that there are no black or Hispanic MAGA people? <laughs> Which there are an awful lot of them, right? I mean, that's the that's exactly. the thing. He, yeah, yeah. He lo- he loves to. I, I I just the way that he the language that he uses and and that his press secretary uses to you know calling uh, you know someone that just simply has a a different political belief than him and is and is fighting legally and within the election process and within our our way of doing things peacefully in America and he calls them fascist or semi-fascist and then has his press secretary run out there uh, and defend that statement and actually double down on it. I mean, I, I just I, I am shocked that that people don't. I mean, think about what he's calling 81 million people out there or 75 million people, whichever number you believe in terms of the election. When he when he calls them fascist, a fascist is, is a fascist system is where there's a dictator that is making law without the input of the people or their representatives. They're doing dictates, mandates, you know, things like requiring everybody in the country um, uh, to do things with their body that they wouldn't normally do, like get a jab or wear a face diaper or um, taking money from an entire group of people in the country and giving it to another group in the country without any input from the legislature, or we could pick a dozen other things that this president has done that is actually what a fascist would do. It's 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 control, exactly. and it, and the other thing they do, and they and they silence their opposition. Right, a fascist shuts down anyone from the other side from speaking, and that is exactly what this White House has been doing. They're using the FBI to do it. They've admitted now, or at least Facebook has admitted that they used Facebook to do it. I mean, this is well, <laughs> this is. Twitter accounts, that right there, where's yeah. the freedom in that? No, it's 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 projection at the highest level, right? Everything they're saying. I was trying to find a couple of quotes from uh, from uh, from this. Well, it's, this, it's this. refraction. They're refracting the mirror instead of it being on yeah. them. They're shining, it's, trying to shine it to someone else, but it's really them. <laughs> That's it's so true. She she says uh, uh, threats against our democracy. Well, first of all, we're a republic, not a democracy. But threats against our democracy, against violence. These are the same people that were cheering on the violence as our cities burned all across this nation for more than a year, and they're not only cheering it on, they're supporting bailing out the people that burned cities and burned police stations and burned well, you know tried to burn. They also cheered on the um, when the abortion law was passed. In the other direction, they cheered. And then it, yeah. when it's reversed, well, how could that be? But they weren't <laughs> happy then. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly right. You're exactly right. Well, Caroline, I appreciate you calling. I think you're you're spot on. And by the way, uh, Georgia is going to once again be you know uh, ground zero. This is going to be front lines of whether or not the Senate uh, will will continue to be run by Chuck Schumer. I think one of the worst human beings to ever serve in the U.S. Senate. Someone that's evil and 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 absolutely should have been uh, had charges filed against him for for threatening Supreme Court justices and um, the things that he's done and the things he's pushed through. He'll continue to be majority leader if we don't win in Georgia. So Herschel Walker, everybody, uh, needs to win in Georgia in that U.S. Senate race. Otherwise, you have a quote-unquote pastor that is proudly pro-abortion, proudly critical race theory. I mean, this Raphael Warnock is... Uh, about as bad as it gets as far as a leftist, and I'm shocked that Georgia would send somebody like that to the U.S. Senate, and they have a chance to fix it and turn that around, but that's going to require uh, all common sense, liberty-loving, constitutional republic-loving folks in Georgia to band together and vote for Herschel Walker there. It's the only way that's 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 going to happen. So that's a huge race, man. Big deal in Georgia, Caroline. You're right there on the on the front lines, but but great call. I I do want to I, I do want to uh, kind of dive a little bit deeper into into what the the president has is doing here because it, it is it's frankly uh, it's a game plan. It's 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 a it's a Marxist game plan. They they've executed it almost flawlessly um, ever since January sixth. I mean they they had their Rostock fire the the same thing that happened in Germany in the in the 1930s that allowed Hitler to consolidate power and finally get the enabling acts passed that that allowed him to take away freedom of speech and freedom of assembly and all the things we think we enjoy today. They had that in in Germany, and, and uh, they use this Rostock fire. This, 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 uh, we still don't know to this day for sure who who did it, but we're pretty sure it was actually the Nazis setting up uh, the other political party so that they could use it to talk about, oh, we have to do all these new measures for the safety of, you know, safety, 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 right? Folks, safetyism is what they've used here in America for the last couple of years. Uh, I frankly believe in being dangerous. If you're watching online, I'm wearing my Be Dangerous shirt, uh, not being safe all the time. And uh, especially be dangerous to the enemy, dangerous to apathy, and an absolutely existential threat to tyranny. That's how we should be. As Christians, we should be dangerous, not safe all the time. At any rate, um, th- think about what, what they're doing. So so what they do is they label anyone that, that isn't on their team as a threat to democracy. That's what they've built up since January 6th, which, by the way, the whole January 6th narrative is, a, is an absolute lie. They, it's a farce. They, they created this idea that somehow anyone that's a patriot, that loves their country, that loves the flag, that loves the Constitution, uh, anyone uh, that, that, that calls themselves a Christian conservative or um, you know, a constitutionalist, uh, tried to overturn the election, tried to destroy our democracy by, by taking over the Capitol that day. It's an absolute false narrative. No one I know wanted to overturn an election. Everyone I know wanted to verify the election, wanted to make sure we got the right outcome. And anyone that that was there, you know, a normal, quote unquote, Trump supporter that was there on January 6th was simply asking Congress to do their job. Now, unfortunately, you had a bunch of crazies that 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 were not stopped, even though even though Donald Trump asked the military to be there and Nancy Pelosi refused. So so Donald Trump wanted to secure the Capitol and prevent this whole thing from happening. Nancy Pelosi wanted it to happen because it gave them their Rostock fire. And so she refused the help to defend the Capitol from the crazies that were there. And uh, and they did the actual damage uh, and broke things and attacked people. Uh, those people absolutely, uh, you know, uh, should have been stopped from from doing that. But the narrative, what they did was they took this 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 
this evil, this this bad thing over here, this small, which was a small group of people doing that, and they used it to label everyone that ever supported Trump. And that's why you hear them saying right now, anyone that ever supported Trump, they are now calling a, a semi-fascist, uh, a threat to democracy, someone that loves violence. I mean, all the things that they have been, they are now projecting onto anyone that supported Trump as a quote-unquote extremist threat. And then when you add that, and I know, folks, if I'd said this two years ago, I would have thought I was a conspiracy theorist. But uh, listen to me. If you if you listen to their rhetoric and then you watch what they're doing with the hiring of 87,000 new IRS agents, when you watch what they're doing with the FBI willing to raid even the former president of the United States and most likely next president of the United States based on uh, what things look like right now, they are weaponizing our government against us. And so in order to do that, they have to call us a threat to democracy. They have to call us fascists and all these evil terms. Now, hopefully, most Americans are not going to fall for this. But I promise you there's a big chunk on the, in the middle and, and on the liberal side of things that are falling for this. They believe this. They believe that if you love America and, 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 and are proud to be an American despite our sins and our history that are no different than the rest of the world and that we actually overcame before the rest of the world, if you're proud of America, if you're proud of our Constitution and all those things, they actually believe you are dangerous in a bad way. Now, I think we're dangerous in a good way. We're dangerous in a, in a way that means we're not passive, that we're not going to sit by and let let uh, you know mass murderers um, you know shoot up a mall. We're the kind of people like that kid Elisha, 22 years old, that was being dangerous by taking out his handgun and engaging that mass murderer and taking out the bad guy and saving hundreds of lives that day. So they think, though, that you're dangerous just because you believe in freedom and you're willing to stand up for it and you're willing to vote for it and you're willing to go be a poll watcher. And speaking of which, by the way, this is a total side note before we let's see. I think uh, I got to check my time here. We might try to get to another phone call before we go to the break. But um, there's uh, there's a way for you to be involved in election integrity. So if you go to TeaPartyPatriots.org, they have a, a, a program where they've trained already 6,000 people to be on the front lines. And when I say the front lines, what I mean is you're just simply there to observe. And it's good for everybody, for all sides, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green Party, whatever party you're in, you should want this. You should want your people there and the other side's people there. And that way, if there's a problem, if a machine goes down or there's a water leak or whatever, Everybody's there. Everybody knows it was an actual unrelated problem and there wasn't anything nefarious going on and nobody was trying to hide anything. See, when there's transparency, all sides can have faith in the outcome and faith that the actual um, person elected was the one that actually got the most legal votes. But when you hide, when you send one side home and you close the doors, lock the doors, cover the windows, all that good stuff, obviously everybody's going to think there's something wrong. So we need it integrity and part of a big part of that process is citizens like you and me being there on the front lines just observing just being there as a poll watcher and and participating in the process and uh, teapartypatriots.org uh, they are they are doing a a, a phenomenal job 6000 people trained already they're working with my friends over at Conservative Partnership Institute uh, Jim Demint does a phenomenal job there Freedom Works um, I mean uh, uh, Heritage Action there's America America First Policy tons of people involved in it but it's a really really good effort and if you're looking for an outlet to be involved and make a difference that is a good one I encourage you to to do that. Okay, we got just a couple minutes before the break. Let's try to get in another phone call here. Kimberly in Indiana. Sorry, Kimberly, for keeping you on hold for so long. Go ahead. You still with us, Kimberly? Okay. Hi. Yeah, I would like to. Sh- Hi. I uh, wanted to um, 
share my opinion and comments about the changes to Title IX and an object oh, to the yes. changes. And I don't have Internet, so I could not go to AFA.net. But um, with the help of my church, I have a phone number to um, the Department of Education, Alejandro Reyes. It's 202-245-7705. I hope that people share that with anyone they uh, know that doesn't have Internet, and I hope people put it in their church announcements this weekend. That's so good. Because they, they have to be done before September 12th, I think. Yes, yes. Thank you, Kimberly. So glad you called in and shared that. This is the uh, the Title IX uh, that you know really created uh, allowed for women's sports and other programs uh, to flourish in the U.S., and now they're changing the definition of gender and all of this so that guys can compete in women's sports. It's incredibly wrong. It's evil. It's awful. Um, it also allows for you know boys and girls bathrooms and showers and everything else. It's disgusting, but it's the stated policy of of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and and the Democrat Party. So you know I know some people they listen in the afternoons and when I'm hosting the program maybe they think I slam the Democrat Party too much. Folks, I I used to be very much. Um, you know, nonpartisan and very much, for, you know, all about the principle. I'm still pr- all about the principles, not the party. But when a party becomes a champion of evil things and they openly advocate for these things and then they call you evil and wrong and an extremist threat because you don't want your daughter to be raped in the, in the school bathroom by some guy pretending to be a girl and you want to protect the little girls in your community and you and you want to prevent this these drag queen you know story hours and all, and, and, and strip shows and all the other things that, that this administration supports and that the Democrat Party is pushing for. I'm sorry at that point, you, you have to say the Democrat Party is lost. They have been taken, overtaken by evil, evil things, and they must be defeated. If you, do, if you don't want those things to become the norm in our society, in our culture, in our neighborhoods, you have to stand against it. You have to be willing to say no, and you have to be willing to call evil, evil, and call good, good. See, that's the, that's the flip right now. That's the switch. What the, what the White House is doing is they're calling good, evil. They're calling people that are patriots and Christians and, and, and want to be involved in their in their government peacefully, lawfully, to support and uphold the rule of law, to support our law enforcement. They're calling us evil while they turn around and call themselves good while they defund the police, while they destroy the family, while they destroy education, while they teach people to our children to hate each other and hate 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 themselves and to hate their country and all the other things that, that they're doing. They're calling good evil and they're calling evil good. And we must stand against that. We must call it out. We must be honest and truthful about these things. We must do our part to save this country. It's for our children and our grandchildren. We must do the right thing because we know it's the right thing to do. Stay with us, folks. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. You are listening to AFA at the Core. AFA Action. Announcing AFA.net slash connect. One news now. It's the one click that will link you to so many AFA platforms. Pick and choose which updates you want to receive. Easily subscribe or unsubscribe. American Family Studio. And to quote our privacy policy, American Family Association will not sell, rent, or lease your personal information to outside organizations. AFA Journal. Make a better connection with AFA at AFA.net slash connect.
What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-788-1813. Can you repeat that? 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Why are sexual boundaries largely non-existent with millennials? This is Jim Garlow. There are several possible explanations. First, education has taught them that their feelings are their only boundaries. Second, they possess almost no knowledge of either the Bible or traditional Judeo-Christian values. Third, with few exceptions, their entertainment programs present no sexual boundaries. And fourth, many millennials have come from dysfunctional or broken families in which sexual boundaries were rare and there were few positive influences in their lives. The reality is millennials generally lack appreciation for traditional marriage and boundaries. Plus, they've been told by their professors, masks and social media, that removing boundaries will make things better. We must push back against a culture which promotes this phenomenon and do all we can to help the millennial generation become well-versed in biblical values. There's more at wellversedworld.org. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, with you this afternoon. Phone number is 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. I love, as we were coming back from the break, getting to hear Jim Garlow's voice. I love Jim Garlow and Wellversed. They do such a great job. And uh, Jim's just a sane voice in the chaos of the world today with a good biblical foundation. So love that guy. But anyway, let's jump back in. Uh, go to the phones in just one second. A couple of headlines I wanted to point out here You know, with this whole you know Biden administration war on half of America. Can you believe he actually said, he essentially threatened Americans like you and me by saying, you better have an F-15. I mean, he's essentially saying, you know, that he wants war, he wants a civil war, and he wants to come after um, the half of the country. I think it's a lot more than half of the country that doesn't support him. But um, I I found it interesting that his press secretary said that we don't respect the rule of law. We're the ones that don't respect the rule of law. Whenever they are doing all kinds of fascist activities, making law without the legislature, forcing it on people, now hiring 87,000 IRS agents to harass our people. Remember, the, out of the declaration, um, reason number 10, 
He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. That's essentially what they're doing. Um, and then ignoring the courts. Whenever the courts make a decision they don't agree with, they're just completely ignoring them. Now, remember, they, 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 they've they always said, oh, we got to respect the courts. we got to respect the courts. Well, now the court has told the, the Coast Guard, it's told uh, the Marines, it's told the Air Force to stop this insanity with the jab, kicking people out of our military if they don't get the jab, and they're just ignoring it. They're continuing to do it. Joe Biden continues to force this insanity on people. As my friend Matt Staver from Liberty Council said, apparently defiance of the law is apparently Joe Biden's new modus operandi. I mean, that's uh, that's ignoring and not respecting the rule of law, and that's your own White House uh, doing that. So I, I, a couple other headlines. I'm just going to read these headlines. We're not going to go very deep into this, but it just kind of is a theme. Uh, that I think is 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 worth noting. Uh, uh, a nation's report card, pandemic disruption, and I would argue that headline should say government overreaction to pseudo-pandemic, uh, erodes 20 years of growth in math and reading scores. In other words, we have not destroyed, uh, it can be overcome over the long term, but man, we have set these kids back an entire generation. We've set them back two years. Data for newly authorized COVID-19 boosters based on mice, not humans. Now, if I read this right, eight mice, that's what they studied for this new quickly rushed to market FDA now approved emergency authorization when it shouldn't be allowed to go under the emergency authorization because there are other treatments out there that are just as good or better that are not the vaccine. Uh, But yet they're going to push this to market and approve it when all they did was study eight mice and they're going to have hundreds of millions of people inject this thing into their body. Why? Why? because we gave immunity to these pharmaceutical companies. That has got to change. I'm sorry. I got a kid named Ronald uh, Ray, named Reagan. I got another kid born on his birthday, and I used to have a dog named Dutch. So I'm a Ronald Reagan fan, but Ronald Reagan was wrong when he signed that bill giving immunity to the pharmaceutical companies for vaccines, and it needs to be reversed. Here's another headline. COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness plunges against Omicron. That's from the CDC data. And then this one, a piece of good news, 56% of companies are dropping COVID-19 vaccine mandates in order to retain talent and grow their workforce. That's only happening because enough individual people said, no, I'm not going to do this to keep my job. Our government has has forced this on the American people, and, and businesses have been the brown shirts for government uh, enforcing this unscientific push. Uh, for this vaccine, and 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 future generations are going to look back on us and and consider these um, crimes against humanity. When you look at the hundreds of thousands of people with serious adverse reaction, and the tens of thousands, tens of thousands that have died from this vaccine, we stopped the swine flu vaccine push in 1976 when 53 people died. 53. We now have tens of thousands that we know died from the vaccine that have been reported to VAERS, let alone probably four times that many that have not been reported. And yet they continue to push it, and now they're pushing it on our on our children. All right, enough of those headlines. Actually, one more before we go to the phone uh, phones, because I love this. I saw where Ron DeSantis had a response with regard to, um, you know, these 87,000 new officers uh, to harass our people and eat out their substance. He said, quote, I think every member of Congress that voted for that bill should be required to be audited every year by the IRS. I I think that's brilliant. Ron DeSantis knocking it out of the park. Once again, he does it every single day. That guy is my spirit animal. I I know that there's anyway, uh, I love that man. He just continues to, to do phenomenal things. All right, back to the phones. Let's see. Do we still have Lorraine in Texas? Lorraine, are you there? 
Yes, Rick. Hi, I am here. I am just hey. down the road from you in San Antonio. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, Go for it. <clears throat> I wanted to call because, you know, you just mentioned uh, that the State Board of Education here in Texas have, have the um, – the success on Tuesday of having things delayed out for, you know, until 2025 yes. on, on these teaks. But then you also said that, you know, they're very sneaky and they come back around quickly, the woke side, and they want to, you know, do something to change everything again. Well, I started hearing last night from a lot of the moms groups that they're doing it again already. Despite what happened Tuesday, we're being asked to email again the State Board of Education by tomorrow uh, for the vote tomorrow, actually probably by midnight tonight, for the vote tomorrow that is coming at me from uh, Texas Eagle Forum, Freedom Over, uh, Fear Citizens Unite, Parents United for Freedom, and Texas Values have all sent out blasts that say, hey, moms and, and you know, mama bears who are angry and all of these parents and citizens who are concerned to email again to the State Board of Education because they're trying to challenge what happened Tuesday already. Yeah, so I, I, I think yet or not, but I, 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 I had here's what here's what I think they're doing, Lorraine, and, and I'm I'm trying to read between the lines here because I, I it's been a, a few years since I've been really involved over at the state board. It was funny. I actually told them in my t- my little short two minute testimony that they gave me the chance to do. Um, I said 20 years ago, the legislature was trying to take away all your power and I defended you and, and, and helped stop those efforts. If I if I'd known you were going to do this kind of stuff, I probably would have done it. But at any rate, I think if I'm if I if I followed the motion that they made and adopted Tuesday correctly, mm-hmm. that what they did was they adopted a motion that said we're going to put this off two years. But but mm-hmm. what we did was we passed a bill in, in Texas, Senate Bill 3, um, that my friend Steve Toth over on the House side and Brian Hughes on the Senate mm-hmm. side passed to prevent CRT from being taught in our schools in Texas. And they said to the state board, bring these TEKS, these standards, um, in, into compliance with the fact that you won't teach based on race in, in our schools. And so that piece they still have to do some take some action on. And so what the other mm-hmm. side did was they slipped in some language into the motion that basically opened the door for this woke group, not working group, this woke group, um, mm-hmm. to, to still get some of their stuff slammed in based on compliance with SB3. And so even as they were doing it, I, there were only a few of us left because this was literally at the 11th hour, no kidding, 11th mm-hmm. hour of the day that we had been there. And I was back there with a handful of people and, and telling them, say, guys, I'm telling you, that's, that is a sliver of a, of a crack in the door that they're going to use to try to come back with this. And so I think that's actually what's happening now. They're going to try to slam through a bunch of stuff tomorrow on it. So you're right. It is, you know, don't, don't stop, everybody. Keep sending your emails. Keep calling. Uh, show up with as many people as possible tomorrow, and uh, and we'll see what they ultimately adopt and whether or not they open that door wide um, for these leftists. I was shocked, Lorraine. I mean, I know as a fellow uh-huh. Texan, you probably feel the same way, but you know, I just usually I think Texas schools, even though I'm an I, I'm all for get your kids out of the public schools. Right now, I think uh-huh. every school is woke at this point. They've infiltrated them, uh-huh. but I I tend to think it's not as bad here as it would be in California or Massachusetts. But the stuff I heard Tuesday being being um, you know, the propaganda that I heard on the microphone from their supposed experts, I could not believe these were the people that the State Board of Education was listening to. They're absolute leftist. And, and, it's a, and it's an ideology that is dangerous and divisive and destructive and awful for our kids. And they were doing it with a smile on their face. And like I told the board, I said, you got all these people that are supposed experts and they use big words and they got fancy titles, but they're nothing but lipstick on the pig. <laughs> of of uh, critical race theory and they continue to push that stuff but it's here Lorraine I mean it's right here in Texas and and, and they want so bad they want our children they want their souls they want their minds and that's what this is really all about 
Well, they really do. And the thing that shocked me is it was just a week ago that I actually learned of all of the things that they are trying to either remove from the curriculum, social studies, or add things that are just horrendous. And when I read that, I got so mad, literally, I'm I'm being honest (laughs) with you. I didn't get but about three hours of sleep per night that entire week trying to get the word out to as many people as I could. And at that point, I wasn't hearing anything about it on air. So I was emailing you like crazy going, do you know this is going on? And and wanting to make sure that, you know, I'm just calling different platforms and trying to reach out to anybody I could to get the word out. Because, you know, all of a sudden it was like we were asleep and it just slipped right in under our noses. And it's here and it's, it's bad, you know. Yeah, you're so right. Lorraine, I'm so thankful for you. That's... You, I hope you don't take this as an insult, but you remind me of the Minutemen. You, you remind me of 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 the people that were ready to answer the call in a moment. And, and I'm not I'm not trying to be transgender here and call you a guy. I'm just saying okay. you're like those men in the Revolutionary War that had the musket hanging over the the mantle, and at a moment's notice. When, when something bad was happening for the community, they grabbed it and they went and they stood in defense of freedom. And I think the mama bears today are those Minutemen. They're the ones that at the drop of a hat, I don't know what all you had to put aside, but I'm sure you had plenty of other things you could have been doing this week and last week, and yet you were willing to set those things aside and say, the future of my state, the future of my community, the future of my children and grandchildren is worth it. I'm going to put the time in. And and I just think Absolutely. that's a great example, and more of us need to be willing to do it. You you sound to me like a lives, fortunes, and sacred honor kind of patriot. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate all that you do. Please keep it up. We, we all well, appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you, Lorraine. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Appreciate you calling in. We've actually got another Texan on the phone, it looks like. Kathy, also in Texas. I'm not sure what part of Texas. You'll have to tell me, Kathy, but thanks for calling in. Hello? Hey, go ahead, Kathy. Where are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from Texas. Yeah, but what part of Texas? Oh, I am in um, north of Houston. Uh, All right, uh, Magnolia. Yeah, yeah, I know Magnolia. I've got a I've got a board member from uh, for, on Patriot Academy that lives in Magnolia. I love that whole Montgomery County area, all that stuff. Yeah, you, gotta, you, li- you live awesome. in a great area. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I have um, an, a question, kind of that no one. I've asked several people, but nobody seems to be able to answer me. Um, I know that there's a way to get rid of the the president. I think that Twenty Fifth Amendment, I believe, but. As taxpayers and individual citizens, how don't we have a right to sue him as an individual, like for defamation of character? Um, I, I mean, how how can we as individual people get rid of him instead of having to vote in a new House of yeah. Representatives and or having to vote in a new Congress? Well, it's it's a it's a dangerous it's a dangerous thing to make it too easy, right? So you wouldn't want it to be so easy that anybody unhappy with the president can get rid of him. So I think we do have the right uh, bar, if you will, in terms of a high bar, uh, meaning it's got to either be impeachment or it's got to be the twenty fifth amendment. Um, in this case, uh-huh. it's twenty fifth amendment. All I mean is is written. I mean it is cre- it was created for this very purpose. It was actually a, a verbal deal between uh, Eisenhower and Nixon when Eisenhower was was president and Nixon was the vice president. And, he, and Eisenhower had some health issues, and then it, it ultimately ended up in the in the Constitution um, under under Johnson. Um, but it, it's for exactly this moment where you've got a guy that is senile. He, he he is losing it. He's not all there. He's physically and mentally incapable of doing the job. 
um, and they should be invoking the 25th and, and removing him. But they're not doing it because, you know, they know that Kamala Harris is polling even 10 points lower than, than Biden is. So that's the only reason they're not yeah. they're not doing it, because she would be a horrible face for the Democrat Party. And right now they think, you know, if you have the grandpa guy up there, that it, it helps make these wild, radical leftist statements and policies seem softer and nicer and all that good stuff. But as far as us being able to do it, no, I don't I don't think so. I think um, now that's an interesting that's an interesting thought. A defamation lawsuit. I mean, um, hmm, yeah, let me let me think about that. That could be fun. I don't it wouldn't remove him from office. But it, it uh, you know, when when somebody calls you a a fascist that's destroying, um, you know, democracy yeah. and everything else they, they're claiming or that we want violence. Yeah. Um, it's, of course, because it's so broad based and they're not actually naming you or me. It'd, it'd be impossible to win a, a defamation suit. It's also very hard to win as a as a public figure. Uh, but very, very interesting concept. There's no question it is defamation, right? I mean, they're defaming yeah. half the country. Yeah. They're making you, Kathy, I don't know, how, how old, may I ask how old you are? I am um, 62. I'm a little 62. Old. <laughs> okay, no, no. Yeah. I mean, and, and the reason I ask is they're, they're literally saying of you, Kathy, a 62-year-old Texas woman um, that, uh-huh. that is probably one of the least violent people in your community, um, and they're yeah. and they're making you out to be some radical, extreme, violent, insurrectionist, you know, like you're marching the streets with a bazooka on your shoulder, um, ready right. to fire at the county courthouse or, or at, at the White House. I mean, that's it's it's laughable, but it's evil and wrong because yeah. they're actually, you know, what's sad is they've got a grandma in jail now uh, from January 6th yeah. that has cancer. You know, they, they, they would come oh, wow. after you, Kathy, in a New York minute mm-hmm. if they if they could think of any reason to do so. And that's why they've got 87,000 new, um, you know, soon to be Gestapo agents uh, for the for the IRS, yeah. because every one of exactly. us, uh, according to studies I've seen, every single one of us breaks three federal laws a day. And we don't even know it because there's so many laws on the books. And anybody that gets audited, you could find something and say, oh, that was fraud because you made some stupid math error. Or you forgot some receipt or whatever it might be. So, phew, it's yeah. a dangerous road. Kathy, God bless you. All 62 years and stay in the fight yeah. for another 62 years, okay? You're not yeah, done till you're six you. feet under. Uh, yeah, we need right. we need all patriots, calling on all patriots to be involved. You gotta vote. <laughs> you got you gotta share your values. You gotta speak up with your voice. You gotta speak truth everywhere you go. Don't don't be silent because you're afraid of offending, folks. Speak truth. Speak it in love, yeah. but speak that truth and stand up for our freedom. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Thanks for listening today to AFA at the Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.